You're listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast, a recording of the Sunday morning service at Hill City Church. We would love to have you join us in person. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church. Merry Christmas! It's, it's weird to have church at night, but I am so glad to celebrate with you. Christmas is one of my favorite times of year. Uh, Christmas is one of those seasons that like, gives you all the warm and fuzzies on the inside. It reminds me of my childhood, and, and you know, we were blessed that my dad would set up a camera every Christmas and throughout uh, our, our lives and just record what's going on. So we have home video after home video after home video of Christmas mornings. There's a home video of me. I was probably, I don't know, five or six. I was little. Um, And I'm opening up like the biggest present in the room. And I'm pretty darn excited. I'm screaming and yelling. I'm stoked and excited to rip open this present. And and I'm just just, just ecstatic with all this emotion. And I, I open it all the way up and I look inside of it. And I'm just jumping up and down. And then I go, what is it? I was just excited to get a present. Maybe because it wasn't a good year for me, not really sure, didn't know if Santa was going to show up. Well, I think it was just, I was excited to receive a gift from my family that loved me. And this Christmas Eve, we're going to talk about a gift that that God has given us. But before we get there, and we'll get there in just a moment, uh, if you have your Bibles, we'll be in Matthew 1 today. Sometimes Christmas isn't a season for many of us of joys and excitements. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's the season that reminds us of the dreams that just kind of have been swept under the rug. Or the grief that we've experienced and the loved ones that are no longer with us. Or it's a time to reflect back on our year and, and see the difficulties and the heartaches and the frustrations. To see that we're still back in the same cycle and we haven't broke free of it yet. But this is where that gift comes into play. Because regardless of what life has thrown at us this year, there is a gift that can change everything. There's a gift that can give me hope regardless of how difficult life is. Regardless of what's going on. That I can keep my head up and keep standing up. But let's look at at that gift. In Matthew chapter 1, the verses will be on the screen. Um, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what she is con- what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save people, all the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did exactly as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife. 
But he did not consummate the marriage until he gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name, Jesus. We've been going through this series that we've been calling, He Shall Be Called. We've been looking at different names that that Jesus has has taken on as he came into this world. And today we're going to look at this name, Emmanuel, God with us. See, this is the awe of Christmas. This is the the, the crazy wonder of who, who God is and what God has done. And I think we hear this story over and over again, and we hear the name Emmanuel, and, and we get all the fuzzy thoughts, and, and the, but there's power in that statement of what God had done. So we look at the rest of Isaiah's words as, as, he, gave him all, as he gave Jesus all these tile, titles and positions. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So when I think of a God, those titles make sense. I want a God that's full of wisdom and understandings, that all knowledge flows through. I want a God that's powerful, that can do anything he wants at any point that he wants. That makes sense to me. I want a God that's everlasting, that doesn't have a beginning and doesn't have an end. That makes sense to me. I want a God that's at the head of the table. He's the father, the one in control. I want a God that is the ruler and the prince. I want a God that can bring peace wherever he goes. Those characteristics of God make sense to me. But why would the creator of the universe, all-powerful, mighty God, decide to come down and be one of us? That's the part that doesn't make sense. Because if I was God, that's not how I would do it. You see, the world tells us that if you're good enough, if you do enough good things instead of bad things, that we can get to paradise, we can get to heaven, we can get out of this cycle of life and move on to the next. That if I keep all these rules and these laws and I'm perfect and I'm good enough, that I can get there. But the truth and the reality is, I can't. I I can't be good enough to get to heaven. And if I'm honest with myself and I look at the decisions that I've made throughout my life and the harm that I've caused, that makes sense. I I can't get there. That makes sense. And hopefully it makes sense for you. Because here's the gift that God has given us. Instead of demanding that his creation get right and make it right to get back to him, he said, I'm going to them. He said, I will be Emmanuel. I will walk with them and live this life as they live it. I will provide the way. That's love. That's a level of sacrifice that a God can make that's beyond my understanding or comprehension. But that's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of God that loved us first. But this idea of God with us, this this is the epitome of who Jesus is. We see him coming to earth and living this life as you and I would live it. He experienced the high highs, the low lows. He experienced relationships falling apart and being stabbed in the back. He experienced it all. He experienced loss. He experienced joys. He lived this life to experience it as we experienced it because he's with us. We see in the 33 years that he lived here on earth that he was with his disciples face to face, communicating, eating with them, uh, doing ministry with them, always around them. 
And he went to the cross. And he took your sins and my sins on himself because that was his mission. That's why he came, because he needed to make the way. He died as our sacrifice. Conquering death three days later so we can do the same. And right before he ascended back into heaven, he looked at his disciples and his future church and he gave them a mission. And he ended that mission. And I'll, with, I'll be with you always till the very end of the age. God with us. That's the kind of God that we get to serve. So in the darkest moments of our life, God is there. In the most difficult seasons where I don't think I can, I can get another breath of air or get up to, to, to the surface or I feel like I'm just drowning, he's there. This is the God that we get to serve. When the pain seems like too much, he's there. When the grief feels like I can't go on anymore, he's there. When the dream gets crushed one more time, he's there. This is the God that we get to serve. This is the God that came to be one of us. This is the epitome of who Jesus is, God with us. But let me give you a little bit of bad news. God with us is a promise that anyone, any one of us get access to. But God with us isn't a promise that you may have right now. See, God with us comes with an understanding that Jesus is Lord. The Apostle Paul tells if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is in charge of your life, he's on the throne of your life, and you believe in your heart that he died and rose again, that you shall be saved. And it's at that moment of salvation that we get this relationship back with our Creator, God with us. And maybe you've spent your entire life in church. You've been to church since you were a wee little, little child, but that truth has just never hit home before. Maybe today's the day that I need God with me. I need this support. I, I need to experience everything that God has for me in this life. And I know it starts with, I'm going to call you Lord Jesus. I believe you're God. I believe you died. I believe you rose again. Or maybe this is the first time you're hearing this story. The first time you're hearing this gift. And if that's the case, this is a great day to accept the gift and see what Jesus can do. Not just for the next life, but for this life today. Or if you've known Jesus before and now you're in this place where you've been wandering. You got stuck in this lie and you've believed for too long and it's created a separation or a divide between you and God. Here's the beautiful thing about God. It may, be, it may feel like you've wandered way too far, but the second you get up and turn around, there he is. God with us. Emmanuel. And most likely, a lot of us in this room can relate to one of those three categories. God with us. Because in God's great love, he looked at his creation and said, they can't do it on their own. So I'm going to them. What a wonder and an awe of Christmas. Regardless of your story, regardless of where you've been, regardless of what you've done up until this point, regardless of what you've done in the last year, he's just waiting for you. He'll give you your space, but he's waiting for you to come home. 
As we hear in the prodigal son story, you can Google if you don't know the story well. You can run and run and run, but the second you turn back, he's ready to accept you with open arms. He's ready to say, I'm with you. Welcome home. This is the beauty of the gospel. This is the beauty of if I fail and I get, I get to get back up. If I've sinned against my brother, I get to ask for forgiveness and get back up. If I've sinned against God, I ask for forgiveness and he freely gives regardless of what I've done. Because his free gift is that good. And it's that great. Regardless of where you sit today, there's a decision that needs to be made. Because the decision, whether you follow Jesus closely, you follow Jesus loosely, or you used to follow Jesus, or you've never followed Jesus at all, we all make the same decision every morning. Am I going to fall in love with Jesus today and follow him? Or am I going to keep doing this life my way and on my own? One leads to the full life. One leads to the exciting, crazy adventures that Jesus is going to take you on. The places where Emmanuel is with us. One's going to be hard. One's going to be a lot more difficult because life is hard and difficult. I was spending time with Jesus earlier today, and that was, was it. Life is hard, Jesus. I honestly have no idea what I would do or how to get through it if I didn't know you. If you weren't Emmanuel, God, with us. Let me pray for you. Father God, God, we just stand in awe of what you've done. What kind of God in all power, almighty, in all your glory would become his creation to be with his creation? What kind of God would be the sacrifice so they could be restored back to you? You, God. You are that God. God, as we prayed for everyone that's, that's in this room today, our, our prayer hasn't been, hope they have a great service. Our prayer hasn't been that, you know, hopefully they enjoy the cookies and the worship. Our prayer hasn't been, God, let this message be impactful and powerful. No, our prayer has been, God, we want them to encounter you. Emmanuel. The God that has the power to change everything. The God that has the ability to give hope, even when everything around us feels hopeless. The God that gives peace, even in the midst of great chaos. You are that God. And God, our prayer is that they experience you today. That we all experience you more and more each and every day. And God, for those in this room that, that haven't made that commitment to call you Lord, that haven't believed in their innermost being that you are the Son of God, that you did die a sinner's death for my sins and their sins, that you conquered death so we could experience this new life with you. God, there's nothing like you. God, this life with you is is mind-boggling and how you provide and how you give hope and how you give direction and how you're always there. God, for us that that need to make those decisions tonight, God, give us the courage to call you Lord.
could give him the courage to start this new journey with you or start a new journey with you, to turn around and come back to you. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love the gift that you are to us. We love that you are Emmanuel. Be with us today. God, allow our worship to you to be pleasant to your ears. Amen. As we go into this next song, I'm going to be in the back of the room. If, if you're at that place where you need to make that decision, maybe it's coming back to God. Maybe it's starting this relationship with God for the first time. I'll be back there. I'd love to talk with you and pray with you. Thanks for listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast. We hope it was helpful to you to become a more devoted disciple of Jesus. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church.